Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, save the Lord. show for you tonight and we're going to be talking about who is the father who is the father is the subject that i'm going to be speaking about tonight so good to have you all listening and we are um, broadcasting live from right here in dickinson north dakota from the kdix radio station and it's an am station here locally and uh, we are from the new life pentecostal church and we had a we had a good service today in Dickinson. If you are living in Dickinson, you need a good church to go to where the power of God is. Come visit our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church. We are in the old Elks building, and um, we would love to have you. We had um, we have had some visitors today, and um, we usually always have some visitors in church, and uh, we would love you to be there. But um, today I am going to be speaking about who is the Father. Who is the Father? And um, you can text me tonight. If you have any comments, you can text me tonight. Uh, My number is 701-290-6259. You can text me, give me your thoughts, your comments, and um, I would try to read them as they come in. We've got some people listening tonight. Brother Johnson, 
I believe he's from Minnesota. He's listening, and and uh, we're happy to have all of you listening tonight. But I would turn your attention to Matthew chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty. The Bible, the Bible says, "Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost." Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, so Joseph was thinking about these these things. And this story kind of came alive to me here a while back, and I, I contrasted the, the story in Matthew chapter 1 versus the story in Luke chapter 1. And if we... In Matthew chapter one, it's it's a Joseph's side of the story, where uh, where the Lord is talk, or where the Bible is speaking of how Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. In Luke chapter one, verse twenty-seven through thirty-nine, um, the, the angel he came to Mary and he he said in verse twenty-seven to a virgin. He said to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph to the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast, her mind, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know no man? I know not a man. Mary you know she was just um she wasn't married yet they, they she didn't have relations before they were married she said i don't how how is this possible i haven't known a man and the angel answered and said unto her the holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of god and behold thy cousin elizabeth she hath also conceived a son in her old age and this, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Elizabeth was barren, and now she's pregnant. That's what the angel's telling Mary. He said, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And notice this. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. So, so Mary went from her town in a hurry into the city of Judah where she was going to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Now, we contrast that story with the one that Joseph, um, what, what Joseph, uh, how it was revealed to Joseph. And I, I don't really exactly know how Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. You know, it said that she made haste. She she heard this from the angel, and she left her homeland. She left her where she was, and she hurried up to the city of Judah to go hide out with her cousin Elizabeth for three months. So I'm, I'm thinking she must have ran to Joseph, her fiance, and said, "Hey, guess what?" And I, I'm speculating a little bit here because I don't know exactly how these details went. But she said, "Hey, guess what? I'm I'm pregnant, Joseph. I'm pregnant." But I gotta go. I gotta go. And so she ran off. She made haste. She went to the to visit her, her her cousin for three months, and left Joseph sitting there. And he's thinking, like she's she's pregnant. Like, how did this happen? Like, I, how did like like she what she she's pregnant and she just left, you know? And uh, and we uh, and Joseph had to be full of questions he had to be full of question questions in this three-month time span it's not like they had cell phones where they could just talk to each other you know they were they were separated there was a there was a distance between them and um we read how um 
in Matthew chapter 1 that Joseph, he was a just man. He was not willing to make her a public example. Like, like if you committed fornication in those days, you know, under the law of Moses, they would have you put to death, you know, if, you, if they brought it to the forefront. And he was minded to put her away. Now that, that verbiage, put her away, we read that throughout the whole Old Testament. Now how about how they put away their wives? And, and that's talking about a, like a divorcement or a, a breaking of a vow. You know, and he was thinking of breaking this engagement with her. But he didn't want to make her a public example. He didn't want her to be hurt. And so, so he had all these thoughts going through his head. I'll just do it. I'll just break this. Maybe I'll just break this, um, this engagement and just do it secretly. And she can just kind of disappear. And everything will be all right. Everything will be all right for her sake. Because he's how in the world could Mary be pregnant? She's a good girl. How could she be pregnant? And who is the father? And who's the father? Who's the father of this child that she's pregnant with? You know, we think, sometimes we think that uh, um, they lived in this, you know, time of little house on the prairie, you know, where everything was bliss and there was no no immor- immorality or anything. But that was not, that was not Israel in those days. I mean, Israel was under the control and under the, the rule of the Roman Empire, which was, I mean, these people were corrupt. They, I mean, about every sexual sin that you could imagine um, was prevalent in the Roman Empire during that time. I mean, you look at the, you know, the, the emperors of the of the Roman Empire. They were just completely immoral. You know, just a few years after the birth of Jesus, maybe. Um, maybe 40 or 50 years or whatever it was when when Nero was was the emperor what an immoral man you know like i mean this roman empire they had you know just terrible things that that i won't go into all of it on the radio just cuz it was just it was sick you know and and mary and joseph they had to have been exposed to this stuff and all these thoughts are going through joseph's mind who's the father who's the father this man nero you know, he, he dressed up as a girl and and married a young boy as the emperor of Rome. I mean, he was a, well, what would you say? He's a transsexual, uh, homosexual, and a pedophile all at the same time. You know, these are just crazy people. And uh, this this is the time period that they're living in, that, that Joseph had to have questions in his mind. His fiance told him that she was pregnant and she left for three months. And he says, well, who's the father? Who's the father of this child? Because he knew he wasn't. He knew that. He said, but who's the father? You know, and that's a terrible thing that, that's gone on for, for ages. And it's come to America here, you know, in the, recently where it's become prevalent where there's many people maybe even under the sound of my voice tonight that really don't know who your father is like you've been you know uh you for whatever reason you know you just never maybe you just never had a relationship with your father and that's why god's plan of sexual purity people laugh at it they scorn at it but it's it it's the best way to live you save yourself for marriage you save yourself. God's plan for sexual pur- purity is the best, most wholesome way to live. And you will always know who your father is when you wait for marriage. And um, But Joseph, he had a lot of questions. And he asked, who is the father? And I want to talk to you a little while tonight about who the father is. Who the father of Jesus is. And um, and you can know the father. I'll let Abe can play a song. And we'll come back to you, and uh, we're going to talk about who the Father is.
show this is this is ben simons i'm filling in for the esteemed pastor bob simons who's actually stranded in watertown tonight i guess they closed the interstates and he is he is stranded tonight in watertown the i guess the roads must be bad and uh slippery and icy i think there's i think there's semis in the ditch and and it must be pretty bad for him to close the interstates down but uh they are on their way back from Branson, Missouri. He took Pastor Bob. He took all of our, uh, well, all of my kids, well, most all of my kids, and a um, bunch of my nieces and nephews to Branson, Missouri, to do the whole Silver Dollar City stuff, and and that, that's a that's a neat place down there. But um, we're talking tonight about who is the father, and Joseph. Joseph, he had he was struggling with this. His his. Um, fiance she left for three months she told him she was pregnant she left for three months and she said hey i'm pregnant and she ran away and he had all these questions going through his mind matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 he said but while he thought on these things he was thinking of of cutting her off of of breaking this engagement he was thinking you know just the best way out is just to quietly break this engagement but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, and saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us and Joseph being raised from the sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bid him, bidden him and took unto him Mary and took on took unto him his wife and you know so that makes me think if Mary was gone for 3 months that Joseph she had to have been gone that whole time and when she came back the angel came to Joseph, spoke to him. So he went through months of turmoil, thinking about this. Like, 
who is the father? And God revealed to Joseph who the father of Jesus was. And if you wonder who the father of Jesus is, God will reveal it to you as well if, you, if you're hungry for it, if you're seeking for it. See, there was all kinds of people throughout the scripture that they didn't know who the, his father was. They didn't know who Jesus' father really was. The people he grew up with, they didn't know who his father was. Matthew chapter 13, verse, verses 54 and 56 it says, And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in the synagogues, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence is this man, this wisdom, and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? They said, these people said, you know, they they said, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this just the son of Joseph? How in the world could he do all of these things? He's just a man. But they didn't know who his father really was. They didn't know who his father was. Even some of his own disciples. We read in John chapter 14, verses 8 and 9, Philip, and I, I like Philip. He seems just like an honest guy, you know, just, just speaking what's on the top of his head. But Philip saith unto him, he said, he said to Jesus, he said, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffice, sufficeth us. Lord, show us, show us the Father, and just, just pacify us. And Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Isn't it amazing that, that Philip was with Jesus? He was with him for a, an extended time period. And as a matter of fact, if you read in John chapter 1, it seems like Philip knew who he was at one time and then he must have got kind of fuzzy in his head or or maybe some doubt came back into his head and, and he didn't really understand fully or he got confused of some sort but jesus said have you been so long with me philip when you have seen me you have seen the father even some of his own disciples didn't know who jesus's father really what was Today, sometimes, you know, we live in a church world where a lot of, some of the church world, or a lot of the church world, they really don't understand who the Father is. Who is this Father? Um, if you don't understand who the Father is, you really can't understand who Jesus is. And when you don't understand who Jesus is, you really can't understand the sacrifice that he paid for you and I on the cross of Calvary. You know, this is, uh, this is imperative to know who, who Jesus is, who the Father is. And um, that's what I'm going to teach tonight about who is the Father. Who was the Father of Jesus? You know, there's, there's a, so much confusion in the Christian world. And, and, you know, way back in the 300s A.D., you know, people started to mix paganism with Christianity and, and things got so confused and things got uh, twisted around to where people are, are very messed up and they don't just use scripture anymore. They use a lot of church history and they and they use that for their doctrine. Well, things have just got messed up. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that think that God is this Zeus guy in heaven, that he's that God the Father is this gray-headed old guy that kind of looks like a cloud and he's up there in heaven somewhere and um and he decided that he should send his son hercules or this uh, this strong guy this hercules guy down to die on a cross for us well that that is not the case that is not the case see and i, I got to thinking about this i mean it's it's kind of getting the Christmas season. We start seeing the Christmas lights. And to truly understand the story of Christmas, to truly understand that that little baby lying in the manger, who that is, we under, have to understand who Jesus' father is. We have to understand who his father is. And, um, and that's what we're going to explain tonight. There's so much confusion in the Christian world about this. People don't know who to pray to. They don't know, they, uh, they think, well, 
do I, you know, if I if I pray to Jesus, will the Father and the the Holy Ghost will they will they feel bad? But we, it it is imperative to know who the Father is. First Corinthians chapter eight and verse six. We'll just jump into this. First Corinthians chapter eight and verse six um, says, "But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom all of whom all." are all things, and we in him. One Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. It says, but to us there is but one God, the Father. There is only one God, the Father. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says that there is one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. There's, there's only one God. He's the Father of everything. He's above all. He's in all. And He's through you all. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, all the way going back into the very beginning of the Old Testament, the, 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 where God gave Moses the law. And uh, God spoke to Moses. And, he, and, you know, this has been, the whole Jewish religion has always been monotheistic. It's always been monotheistic. The Yahweh of the Old Testament, it was very clear that there was ever only one God. And this God was the father of, father of all. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's singular. There's not several persons in, the, in a Godhead. You know, God is just one. He is one. He is one Lord. John chapter 4 and verse 24, um, Jesus is, is uh, preaching to the woman at the well. And he said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, God is a spirit. God, we can't see God. I mean, this this God was, he had no beginning, and he will have no ending. Because God is a spirit. The Father is a spirit. And the, and the Father wants to make himself known unto us. Luke chapter 1 and verse 35 and the angel answered and said unto her, this is Mary. So we're talking about who this spirit, who the father of Jesus is. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, this angel said to Mary. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore that holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. Now people think, well, if there's a triune God, you know, then the father is the father of Jesus. Well, this angel, he said that the Holy Spirit, he said the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee and you will conceive. So according to the angel that that this Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. So therefore the Holy Spirit is the father of Jesus. Well, that makes complete sense because the father is a spirit. And we know that there is only one spirit of God. And then God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth, And this God, this God overshadowed Mary. And, he, and he, uh, he came in the form of a man. He came in the form of a man. John chapter 1, verse 18 says, No man hath seen God at any time, only the begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So no man has seen God, because God is a spirit. We can't see a spirit. But we could see who Jesus was, because he came as a man. The spirit that was in Jesus Christ was the Father. The spirit that was in Jesus, that was the Father. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, it says, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? See, Jesus was the image of the invisible God. God is invisible. He's a spirit. And and Joseph realized who the father of Jesus was. And so must we realize who the father of Jesus is. You know, um, in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, God who at sundry times... And in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, 
whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he hath made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the power, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That Jesus was the brightness of the glory of God. He was the express image of God the Father. The Father that was was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse nineteen. It says, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto him, unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Tonight, this is the Tell It Like It Is show. We're talking about who is the Father. Who is the father of Jesus? And and there's so much confusion about this. And I, I just, you know, um, the Bible is very clear about it. If you have any more questions about this, or and, and there probably is a lot of questions that people have because of the, the you know, just, just the misinformation that's out there. But the Bible is very clear. And if you, if you just start reading the Bible, you will know exactly who the father is. And that's our goal here tonight, to... To teach you and to help you understand who the Father is, because when you understand who the Father is, you can understand who Jesus is, and you can understand that the sacrifice, you can understand his sacrifice that he made for you and I on Calvary. And uh, this is Ben Simons. I'm filling in for the esteemed Pastor Simons, who is not here tonight. And um, we're going to have a song here. Hey mister, I know you don't intend to cause me pain Still it hurts me every time I hear you curse that name Well you might mean nothing by it But I'm asking just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about my father that way Cause he's the one who saved me He filled me and forgave me Thank you Lord When I was so unworthy and unclean He's the one who loves me Listen, mister, he's the one who takes care of me when I need help. Oh, my Jesus is a friend to me. I used to be a wanderer. I was an orphan, just like you. I knew someone must have put me here But I had no idea who I was tired of doing all the things That homeless children do Jesus Christ adopted me When you curse his name You curse me too Cause he's the one who saved me He filled me and forgave me Yes he did When I was just an outlaw On the street He's the one who loves me Listen mister He's the one who takes care of me When I need help Oh, my Jesus is a friend to me. So, mister, although you don't intend to cause me pain, still it hurts me every time I hear you take his precious name in vain. Well, you might mean nothing by him, 
But I'm asking just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about my papa that way Jesus Christ adopted me Please don't talk about my father that way Praise the Lord. This is the Tell Like It Is show. That was Abe Simon singing for you tonight. And uh, he he kind of got forced into it. Brother Jones, he's putting a lot of pressure on Abe to to sing a song. So so he, he keep it up, Brother Jones. You can, you know, Abe will have to bring a guitar in every time I do the radio show. And uh, we're talking about who's the father? Who's the father of Jesus? And, and uh, I think we can truly understand we can truly understand who the father of jesus is that was god that was the spirit of god was the father of jesus it was not a second jesus was not a second person in a triune god he was the express image of the father jesus was the image of the invisible god jesus jesus was the spirit and the soul in but Jesus also had a flesh that was man. So that's where people get confused. See, there was a dual nature of Christ. There was a dual nature where he was completely and fully God, but yet he was fully man. He was fully man. You know, in, uh, as a man, Jesus was born as a baby in Bethlehem in Luke chapter 2. But as God, he existed from eternity in Micah 5 and John 1. As a man, Jesus grew mentally and physically and spiritually, socially. As God, he never changes in Hebrews chapter 13. As a man, he was tempted by the devil in Luke chapter 4. But as God, Jesus cast out devils in Matthew chapter 12. As a, as a man, Jesus was hungered in Matthew chapter 4. But as God, he was the bread of life in John chapter 6. He fed the multitudes in Mark 6. You know, there's a dual nature. There was, there's a dual nature of Jesus Christ. He was fully God, but yet he was fully man. He was fully the Father, but yet he was fully man. You know, Jesus is a man. He thirsted in John chapter 19. But he gave living water in John chapter 4. And Jesus grew weary in John chapter 4, but he gave rest as God in Matthew chapter 11. As a man, Jesus slept in a storm in Mark 4, but as God, he calmed the storm in Mark 4. As a man, Jesus prayed in in Luke chapter 22, but as God, he answered prayer in John chapter 14. Jesus was scourged and he was beaten in John chapter 19, but yet he he healed the sick in Matthew chapter 8 and 1 Peter chapter 2. You know, Jesus, he died in Mark chapter 15, but he raised his own body from the dead in John chapter 2. He was sacrificed for sin in Hebrews chapter 10, but he forgave sin as God in Mark chapter 2. He, You know, as a man, Jesus did not know everything. He did not know all things, it says in Mark chapter 13. But as God, he knew all things in John chapter 21. As a man, he had no power, John chapter 5. But as God, he had all power, Matthew chapter 28, Colossians chapter 2. As a man, Jesus was inferior to God, John chapter 14. But as God, he was equal to God. He was God in John chapter 5. He had all power. You know, there was a dual nature. There was a dual nature that Jesus had. He was completely God, but he was completely man. He was a servant as a man in Philippians chapter 2. But he was the king of kings in Revelations chapter 19. Jesus, he was the express image of the Father. You know, and, and I'm so glad that I know who the Father is. And and we we need to know the name of the Father. We, the Father, he, he has a name that is above all names. And um, Jesus, he, he wants us to know, just like 
Just like when Philip asked him, he said, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus, he wants you to know who the Father is. He said, you know, he, he wants you to know that the, the almighty power of God was the, was the spirit that dwelled in him. And that same spirit can also dwell in you. And um, we're going to play another song tonight. I'm so happy to have all of you listening tonight, all the people that are texting me. Um, this is Ben Simons. I'm filling in for the esteemed Pastor Bob Simons. You know, my dad is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. And we would love to have you come to church and try out our church. We are in the old Elks building. And we believe that the power of God is is real today. And we see the power of God working. And, he, and miracles happen. And, and things happen where people come and their lives are changed. And, and the power of God is a real thing. And we believe that in our church. And if... If you're going to a church that's dead and dried up, I encourage you to come to the New Life Pentecostal Church. You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent. Immortal man, you are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are not a God created by human hands, you are not a God dependent.
tell like it is show. This is Ben Simons. I'm filling in for the esteemed Pastor Bob Simons, who is not here tonight. Um, we're talking about who the Father is, and I, I, you know, the whole story of of Joseph and Mary when just just the way the timeline of that worked. It just it was intriguing to me that I think Joseph went through a time period where he didn't know who the father of of this child that Mary was pregnant with. He didn't know who the father was. And he had all these doubts in his head. And there's so many people that even in our world today, they really do not know who the father is. And I, I would love to introduce you to the father, the spirit of God. And you know what? This spirit was in Christ. That was the that was the spirit and the soul of Christ was the Father God, the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh of the Old Testament, who is the, is the Father of Jesus. You know, in uh, John chapter five, verse forty three, we can know. You know, it's always been the plan of God for us to know His name. You know, in uh, God revealed his name to um, to like Moses. You know, he revealed his name to Moses. And he, he started revealing his name to, to people. But his name, his name was, it was revealed in a way that it was, a, it was also a relationship with people. Like he revealed his name as things. And um, in John chapter 5 and verse 43, Jesus, he said, I am come in my Father's name. Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. If you want to know my Father, I am come in His name. Jesus, or, or Yeshua, or Yahshua, that means Jehovah, or Yahweh, is salvation. Jesus said, I am Yahweh, your salvation. I have come in my Father's name. See, and we go back to the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We can know the name of the Father is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm coming my Father's name. But in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Now, this is speaking of Jesus. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. That's why we believe the mighty God in Christ. We believe that God was manifested in the flesh. And, but this is interesting. His name shall be called the, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Jesus, his name is the everlasting Father. The, the, the name of the everlasting Father is Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. You know, so when you say Jesus... When you call out the name of Jesus, you are calling out the name of the Father. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. You know, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6, the Bible says, Who being in the form of God. Now this is, this is talking about Jesus. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Jesus became a servant and he was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, the Father, he doesn't get any hard feelings when people um, confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord because the Father, the Spirit of God, was in Christ, and his name, the Spirit, of God, the Father, His name is Jesus. That's His name. He's Jehovah has become our salvation. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. See, at the name of Jesus, we have to be saved in the name of Jesus. 
You know, as the New Life Pentecostal Church, we, we are apostolic in doctrine, and we are Pentecostal in experience. We believe this apostolic doctrine. We believe what the apostles preached. You know, um, some people may call us like restorationalists. You know, in the early 1900s, there was a group of people that wanted to get back to what the apostles believed. They didn't go back to a Reformation experience, or they didn't go back to Reformation founders. They wanted to get back to what the apostles believed. And so you start reading through the book of Acts. You start reading through the book of Acts, and you see, and you see how the, what the apostles taught, what their actions of the apostles were. And that's who we are. And so we make a big deal about the name of Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. He, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. There's power in his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we're going to get a little bit more into it. And that's why when we come back from this song, that's why we have to be baptized in his name.
Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Uh, we're coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota, and this is from the New Life Pentecostal Church. If you'd like to visit our church, you can on Sundays at 10 o'clock. We have Sunday school, and at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service every Sunday at the New Life Pentecostal Church. The address is 501 Elks Drive. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Simons, you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. If you are a little further out from Dickinson, there's a couple of uh, church, apostolic churches. Um, there's a, a church service every Tuesday night in Beach, North Dakota at the Beach Community Center. 7.30 p.m. Brother Joe is the speaker there, the pastor there, and um, they don't have a Sunday service yet, but uh, they will soon. So that's every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. Also, if you're in Bowman, you can visit the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The address is 18 North Main. Brother Seth Springer is the pastor there. They have service every Sunday. Um, 10 o'clock and every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, also, if you're from Beulah or in that area, you can visit the Truth Community Church. The address is 223rd Street. Uh, they have church at the Truth Community Church in Beulah every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Thank you, Abe. Yeah, this is, like you said, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And you, normally Pastor Bob is is the one doing this show. And he, I think he, he must have started this, I don't know how long ago, but it must have been 20-some years ago he started, um, started on the radio. And um, he's been telling it like it is. And uh, sometimes people get mad at him sometimes people don't like it but aren't you glad that somebody just tells it like it is i got i'm so sick of all the fluff in the world i i just want to hear the truth i just want to hear what the truth really is and tonight we were talking about who the father really is who the father really is and the father is is the spirit of god and that father the spirit of god was in christ reconciling the world unto himself and his name is jesus and there's no other name given under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so at the new life pentecostal church and i we may be the only church in dickinson that uses the 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 baptismal formula that is found in the bible and um that's kind of a harsh statement but um, I think we are the only church in Dickinson that that actually uses the biblical formula for baptism, and a lot of the other ones have, have and they don't mean bad by it, and it doesn't hurt you to get baptized in the in another way because you can just be rebaptized like they like some of them did in Acts chapter nineteen. But you know when when we talk about baptism all throughout the book of Acts. It's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 19. All throughout the book of Acts, people were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because there's power in the name. When you say the name of Jesus, you are saying the Father. You are saying the Son. You know, if we turn to Matthew chapter 28. Jesus had just got done saying to a group of people, he said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. And these people, they stopped and they were looking at him and they were, some were disbelieving. They were like waiting for him to say something else. They, they, he said, all power is given to him. Like all the power of Yahweh of the Old Testament. He's saying to this group of people, all power in heaven and in earth is given to me. And he said in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son 
and then in the name of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, Jesus is saying, he's saying, I have all the power. I, I have all the power of the Father. I have all the power of the Son. I have all the power of the Holy Ghost. Because there is only one name. The disciples were, were not, um, they, they did not go against Jesus' teaching in Acts, or in Matthew chapter 28, when they started baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. They didn't go against it. They were fulfilling Jesus' command to baptize them in the fulfillment of the, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus. And when you are baptized in the name of Jesus, you know what? There's, there's remission of sins that's applied to you. The blood of Jesus is applied to your life. That's what the Bible teaches. All throughout the book of Acts, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And so at the New Life Pentecostal Church, I said we, we are apostolic in doctrine. And we are Pentecostal in experience. Because we believe the doctrine, the original teachings of the disciples. That's what we want to go back to. If you have something where you uh, you say, well, you don't believe what the disciples believed in this area, I encourage you to call Pastor Bob and talk to him about it. Or you call, call me, and we could talk about it. Because if, if there is something that I'm missing, I want to hear it. And I hope if there's something that you're missing that you want to hear it. And because I want to be right with God. I want to be right. I want to know who he is. I want to know the power and, and the glory of God. And, um, and, and we can know the power and the glory of God. And tonight, this is, this is a tell like it is show. And I, I hope to have made some things more clear to you of knowing who Jesus is, knowing who the Father is, and that the, that, and the Holy Spirit is the Father, that Jesus, the, the, Jesus is, is the name of the Father. And this is, uh, this is what the Bible teaches. And uh, there's been so much confusion on it. And I just wanted to, to express a little bit of this tonight. And I know a lot of you agree with me tonight. But maybe your church doesn't. Maybe your church doesn't. They, they believe in a triune God. Well, that is not what the Bible teaches. And we can know the truth of who Jesus is. And uh, tonight I would just like to pray with the listening audience as we're dismissed tonight that God would just go with you and continue to reveal himself to you Lord Jesus we love you tonight God we I ask that you just go with this listening audience God just continue to reveal yourself to these people God help them to understand and know who you are that you are the mighty God in Christ God that that you that the father was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. God, make yourself so real to them, God, that they can know the power that's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, just go with these these folks tonight. God, help them and, and broaden their understanding, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. This is Ben Simons filling in for the esteemed Pastor Bob Simons. So glad that you were listening tonight. God bless you and good night. I can
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.